0: Welcome back to the First Cup Podcast. My name is Kyle Porter. We've got a uh, South African edition today. We've got uh, Mark Immelman. Mark, how you doing, man? I'm
1: great. It's nice to finally outnumber the Americans on this show, man. I'm Jack. <laughs>
0: it's, a, it's a President's Cup Podcast <laughs> Friday. Uh, and then we've got, okay, I'm going to try this. Mark, Mark gave me a, a, some prep on this. Eric van Ruin that's i'll give that a nine out of (laughs) (laughs) ten i wanted to go full texas eric van ruin but uh mark mark prepped me well eric how you doing man
2: i'm very good thank you thanks for having me guys
0: for sure for sure what is um you know i i know that you put some some stuff out on social just of, of you uh you know playing the guitar and doing a bunch of different stuff during quarantine what is this time what has it been like for you has it been has it been hard? Has it been good? Has it been weird? Just what, what, what are kind of some of the emotions that you've gone through over the last six weeks? Um,
2: it's been great. And it's also been weird. Um, great because I've been home with my wife. That's fantastic. Um, being home is, it might be mundane to a lot of other people, but it's a privilege us golfers don't always get to enjoy. So it's been really nice being home. Um, and it's just myself and my wife here. So it's been nice and quiet. Um, but it's also been strange because you know people in South Africa are on complete lockdown. They can't leave their homes um, You know, there's no golf going on um, The whole world is just in full tilt at the moment. So it's 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 definitely a strange time. We've been living in so It's, it's a bit of both
1: hey, Eric, are you in Joburg or Cape Town
2: right now? No, no, we, we're here in Florida actually we're Ah, cool but it's my it's my nephew's birthday, and they, they, my brother and his family, they're up in Johannesburg. So I just spoke to them uh, thirty minutes ago, and and they're they're just at home. Everybody's stuck at home, so it's weird.
1: How do you know how do they know how long? because the quarantine down there has just been extended a bit more, and it's and it's locked in place, basically, right?
2: Right, It's locked in place. You're not allowed to leave your house. You need to permit if 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 you want to go anywhere besides getting groceries or you know you need me- medical attention. So, um, other than that you really can't leave your house so they've got two more weeks to go um, which will be a total of five and and they don't know if they'll have any extension to that um, so we'll see.
1: Hey uh, Kyle r- let me real fast since we're on South Africa, okay take us back Eric, young guy growing up in Oatsorn, um, yeah. playing golf there in the Southern Cape, uh, ah. a lot of boys are sending regards, David Magman one of them, uh, take, us, take us back That's there, a, a young kid growing up in South Africa and you know Playing at Fancourt and dreams of being like the next South African star.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know where Ostering is, it's a small town, maybe 45 minutes from George, just across the mountain, but it's semi desert. The golf course, you know, in order to have fairways, the fairway length is about the semi rough we play out here on tour so that it doesn't die from the heat. So it's not a great golf course, but I was fortunate enough to be able to play at Fancourt. Um, with guys like David McMahon. I don't know if he's listening, but an um, old yeah. friend of mine. And um, one of my coolest memories was watching the President's Cup at Fancourt. Um, absolutely unbelievable watching my heroes play guys like Ernie, Retief, Um, you know, really, really awesome. And then seeing Ernie and Tiger in that playoff. So. That's really where where my dream started to to also you know pursue a, prof, a profession as a professional golfer and I mean I'm I'm playing some decent golf um, and I feel like I'm I like where I'm at
0: at the moment. Does it when when you talk about being inspired as as a, you know a youngster coming up does it inspire you more to see to to do the Presidents Cup thing or is it more about like. Hey, um, Trevor Immelman wins the Masters. Uh, Charles Schwartz will win the Masters. Retief wins uh, a U.S. Open. What, what for you is it? Is it more about like uh, kind of the, the the national pride, or is it more about the individuals having success on the PGA Tour? It's both. Um, you know, when Shaw won, I,
2: I burst out in tears because I was so happy and proud being a South African. Um, I, I didn't know Shaw personally at that time. But I watched him win, I watched Trevor win, um, I watched Louis win and um, it's so inspiring just as a South African seeing those guys achieve literally at the highest level you can. But then at the same time, you know, growing up in South Africa, you play all kinds of team sports as a kid, you play rugby, cricket, um, some guys play soccer and, and um, we've got massive passion for for our country and, and a team environment. So. You know, if I got the opportunity to play in the Presidents Cup, I, I don't think there would be anything bigger than that.
1: Hey, uh, quickly, I I I want you to fill, Kyle. in, you know, you speak of outdoor and golf club. Yeah. Um, but just a little f- farther inland,
2: you're playing on sand and oil greens. Uh, Uniondale. Thing, eh? Dude, so so we, playing high school golf, we'd play in nine holes every Monday, and we play in the region. And one of the courses we had to go play was Uniondale. Um, nine-hour golf course and it's it's oil greens you you know you've got a little little synthetic mat that you throw down if you hit the fairway Um, (laughs) you you hit off
1: synthetic turf a little square like
2: this (laughs) yeah yeah so if you don't hit the fairway your your club's dented for the rest (laughs) rest of your life um, but yeah those are some some really fun memories hey and then you go
1: to you get a scholarship to go play golf in minnesota i mean how about some culture shock then
2: Massive culture shock. Um, complete opposite of Odzirung, I guess. Um, but again, absolutely loved it. I mean, my first—I remember my first snowfall I was in the dormitory with my roommate, and it started snowing, and I—I I started running outside in the snow. And he's like, "What the hell are you doing?" Because he grew up there. Um, so yeah, ab- completely different. Um, absolutely beautiful in the summer, and absolutely horrendous in the winter. So. Um, but love it. I met my wife there. She's still got family up there. So we go back there quite often. Um, and I still keep in close contact with the team. So, um, massive big go for fat. fan.
0: I'm just curious about for you, what was the big difference between, so you're playing, you know, big 10 golf, you're playing NCAA stuff, and then you go, you turn pro. What, what, like what separates the 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 good guys in college from the good guys in 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 playing professional golf um
2: probably short game um you know colin is a phenomenal player he's definitely at a different level compared to where i was when i graduated i definitely i definitely probably wasn't sharp enough to play on the Tour at that stage and, and that's fine um i went a completely different route but you know, as I've taken the steps that I've taken, the, uh, the the biggest difference is mental toughness and sharp short games. I mean, there's a ton of guys that I see on on golf tours, and no disrespect to anybody, but you see guys on the range, and you're like, like, okay, this guy's on tour, and then he shoots a smooth, shoots a smooth 68, but it's because he knows how to chip and putt, um, and I think that's the biggest difference.
1: A, uh, you talk about the route you took it was via the challenge tour in yeah. Europe just yeah. <laughs> That is a tough school to learn and a lot of South Africans go that way Were you advised by someone to go and do that? or was just that the option that you had and, and what were the lessons learned?
2: Um, that's really the option I had um, You know 2013 was the last time that Q school for to get straight to the Europe to sorry to the PJ tour so When I graduated, um, I went straight back to South Africa to start on the Sunshine Tour, and the next step for me, I I, I thought Europe was the next step, and the the only way to do that was to either win a co-sanctioned event like the Joburg Open or the S Open, or it was to go spend a season on the Challenge Tour. And it's rough, man. Um, (laughs) It's not glamorous at all. (laughs) No, it's not glamorous. You go to some remote places, you're playing for your livelihood, and you're playing for a spot on the European Tour, and you get to a place, and the greens are shocking, and you're like, "Wait, you, you, I'm I'm supposed to to earn my card, but the ball could bounce left, or right, or centre. Um, that's how you guys are going to decide this." But you know, that's that's how it is, and and I mean, the cream rises to the cro- to to the top, I guess. So you've got to stick it out you learn how to be tough you learn how to be away from home how to eat weird food um and grind it out do they use
0: mats on the challenge tour
2: (laughs) (laughs) thankfully they don't it's not that horrendous um but you definitely you definitely need to toughen up
0: you know one one thing i look at a lot with with guys that have, that have been on tour a while is, uh, what's your world ranking at the end of the year compared to the last year? And, and you're somebody who every year it's, it improves 600s, 400s, one fifties now up into the fifties. What, what, what's the difference between being in the top 50 in the world and being in the top 500 in the world? Because you know, I think numbers-wise, you're like, wow, I'm one of the 500 best golfers in the world. That's crazy. But to to jump into that top 50, how how difficult is that?
2: Um, I think it takes consistency. That's probably the biggest thing. Um, you've got guys who are, who are ranked in the top 500. You know, their good rounds are good enough to beat anybody, but it's, that, it's the fact that they don't do it for four rounds in a row. Um, that's what you see from our world number one, Rory McIlroy. He's up there every single week because he's so consistent. Um, And that's the biggest difference. So what does Eric Van Rooyen do well then? Um, Well, you know, if I look at my career, there's been these defining moments for me. And and one of it was I started working with a sports psychologist back in 2015. Um, I was still playing Sunshine Tour. I just came back from Australia where I played the Australian PGA. Mm -hmm. And... I was like, look, this is way too much of a roller coaster ride. It's so up and down emotionally, result wise. Um, and so I started working with a sports site back home. I still work with her. Um, and immediately probably within the first six months, I started seeing much more consistent results. Um, I was much more aware of, um, where my mind's at the way I need to think on a golf course. I mean, it'd be Thursday and I'd be thinking about the Sunday trophy ceremony already. <laughs> you know? but, yeah. It just wasn't, that's not how you play professional golf. Um, so that was the defining moment for me. And then I went on, pl- got my car and I was like, okay, there's certain things in my game where I think I can really improve on. Um, I was always a predominantly draw player, but I love to to visualize different shots in the golf course. I love to paint pictures and You know, if it's a back right pin, I'd love to be able to hit the fade in there um, and still have that shot at hand. And I didn't really know or I didn't have as much control over that. So I got coach Doug Wood on board. He's from Johannesburg. Um, And that was a big defining moment in my career as well. So we've been together for almost two years now. And um, the games improved significantly. Short games improved massively. Uh, I've got way more control over my ball. Um, I think the results have shown since then.
0: Yeah, they have. I, I'm I'm curious about if you or it, really anybody that's on on the European tour and and PGA tour that you're spending time with, do you guys steal stuff from each other? And, and I don't mean like literally, but do do you look at somebody's game and and you say, oh, that's really interesting that that he you know hit, hits a fade like that on this hole or he chips in this way under this circumstance? Do do you kind of do, do you look at other guys and, and, and kind of add stuff to your game over the years?
2: Absolutely. I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, you look at, I don't know, Phil, for example. I was, uh, I played with him at the HSBC WGC in China in November. And we were playing this one part five. I uh, don't remember the, which hole it was, um, but it's the green lays kind of sideways. And he hit it just through on the fringe and he, at a, he couldn't putt because he had to go through a bit of fairway. Um, so he took out that 64 wedge that he's got and hit this massive flop, huge divot, and hit it to a foot. And afterwards, I asked him, you know, I was like, that was really cool, that was impressive, how do you do that? So, because um, I didn't have that shot. Yeah. And I think, I think if you're open to learning and open to, you know, you said it perfectly, stealing a little bit from other guys, um, I think that can only make you better because I don't do everything perfectly well. Um, neither does Rory, neither does Tiger. I think everybody's trying to sort of fine-tune every aspect of the game. And if, if Tiger does something really well that I need work on, I think it's only smart to ask him how he does that.
0: Well, the one thing to me... Real quick, sorry, real quick Mark. The, the reason I asked, I saw this quote from Brooks Koepka uh, the other day. It was I think it was on golfdigest.com and he was talking about Patrick Reed's short game. And he was like, "It's stupid, like how good it is." And he was talking about this some shot they were playing Wells Fargo at uh, Coil Hollow. And he was like, "He had this shot. I didn't think he could get it to 15 feet." And it was Brooks, Tiger, and and Reed. And he said he hit it to like a foot. And Brooks was like, "I, I, I like how? Oh my gosh! Like how does that happen?" And he looks at Tiger, and Tiger's like. I don't understand, like how how he did that. And you're like, if Tiger's saying that about somebody, it it has to happen among a lot of guys, like at a, at a really high level. So that that kind of thing is just really interesting to me. Absolutely. Yeah, hey, uh,
1: along the lines, uh, and what Carl said, and what you were discussing, the thing to me that stands out is, you know, Eric Finroy and the golf swing hasn't really changed very much, but you've added stuff to the repertoire. So I mean, the yes. work you and Doug. Have done has been commendable because never for once have you sacrificed who you are as I've watched from afar
2: have no absolutely you know this, the swings changed in, in really small ways but it's only allowed me we, we did it to allow me to hit certain shots you know and, and I'm, I'm the type of guy I'm not grafting on my swing to get into certain positions uh, I want to know You know, will this help me to hit the high fade better? Will it help me to have more control over my draw? Um, Because that's what the game's about, right? It's about um, shaping shots, hitting different shots, being more skillful around the greens. Um, Because that's how, in the end, how you win golf tournaments, not about who's got the prettiest swing. (laughs) Well, yours is very pretty still. It's
1: easy easy to look at. Hey, along Carl's lines, with the ascension up the world ranks from like, you know, in the 600s, just a few years ago, to now inside the top 50. Playing in all these big events, Uh, we catch up briefly down there in Mexico, and you're part of the storyline late in the weekend. Mm -hmm. Should have talked about the comfort level some. I mean, you 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 now a part of the the blue chip mix, if 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 you will.
2: Yeah, um, Mexico was great um, in many respects. Um, It was great to be look at looking at the leaderboard with nine holes to go, and I'm tied for the lead. It was uncomfortable because biggest event that I've been in, where I've been in contention, Um, but I absolutely loved it. You know, my my caddy Alex and I, the whole week was, um, well, keep your foot on the gas. That's that's the only way you're going to win this golf tournament. And we did that. Um, A few things happened on the back nine, which I can only learn from. The double bogey on 10 was costly um the on 12 was costly um but if i take just make par on both those holes and, I, and i'm tied with with patrick um you know and we go into a playoff so i've definitely got the game to compete at the highest level um i think you make a good point it's just about getting yourself in contention more often um getting more comfortable with being in that space
0: when when you think about confidence and taking confidence away from from a week from an event, do you gain do you gain more confidence from winning on the challenge tour? So 2017, you win the Hainan Open mm-hmm. over a group of guys whose names I definitely can't pronounce, <laughs> and so you win that, and it moves you up to the top 200 in the world. Do you get more confidence from 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 just winning, period, or from like last year you finished T8 at the PGA? And you start looking around, you're like, oh, there's DJ, there's Kepka, there's Rory, there's all these different guys. Which which one do you walk away from, and you you have more confidence going forward?
2: That's a tough question, but I think it's got to be winning, because um, you've got to keep it in perspective as well. You know, with where I was at in, on the Challenge Tour, um, I'm still dreaming and looking forward to playing in the majors. Yeah. Um, so I'm at that stage where I'm still um, sort of at, at the beginning stage of my career. And so that win meant a hell of a lot for me at that point. So that gave me a massive boost in confidence as opposed to playing the PGA Championship, which, yes, it was great getting my first top 10 in a major. Um, but I, I still, the, my mindset still, I'm, I'm out there to win. I'm not out yeah. there to finish eighth. So, yes, it was it was a massive confidence booster. And I think it shows to me that I can compete with these guys. Um, but winning is everything. I don't care where it is.
1: Hey, let's keep it there in the majors because your record in the majors thus far that you've played has been pretty stout. I mean, your worst finish is 43rd. And you've got a few top 20s in that top 10 you reference. Um, you got the Masters coming up here in uh, November. <laughs> 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 um it's, it's such a special place. Uh, I want your
2: thoughts on it, please. You want my thoughts? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> without tearing up. So, so stoked. i um, so stoked. I mean, I was there in '09. We played uh, played Augusta State's tournament, and and all the teams get a get tickets to the Monday practice round of Augusta. And so went there and. I remember Trevor was warming up that morning. We were there right when the gates opened. Trevor was warming up. Um, couples and Tiger, they were warming up. I um, was sitting on the range, and I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I feel like my game was leading up to that point. Um, you know, I played well at, in Mexico. Um, I got got off to a good start at the players, and I felt like I was just building towards the Masters, so I'll, I'll have to restart that process. But I mean, I'm pumped.
0: Have you have you played the course? Did you did you do any practice round stuff before going into it?
2: No, I was going to be go the week prior. I was going to be there on the Thursday and play a few times um, before the Monday, and then and then probably scale down a bit until the tournament starts. But so I haven't actually played it.
1: Yeah. Hey, I, I'm I, I'm envisioning a Schwarz us and in Funroy and practice around on the Monday perhaps
2: Oh
0: uh, <laughs> well,
2: yeah I've, I I, was, I started talking to Ernie about about the golf course a bit um, when we were still playing we were in Saudi actually and I started talking to him about the golf course um, I've got to jump on a call and speak to Shaw about it a bit closer to the time and get a practice round with those boys but they certainly know how they know their way around it that's for sure
0: how how special is it I you know there's obviously a, a really cool South African tradition there with with Gary Player having won it Ernie Ernie had so much success there I, I don't know how he he never actually won it and then obviously lately lately with Schwartzel and, and Trevor Immelman um, just what like where where does Augusta land in terms of the the view from you know, growing up South African golf, like, like how how special is that for you guys growing up?
2: Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Um, for me, you know, someone asked the question, which, which, which one would you rather win the open championship or the masters? And I, I can't answer that. Um, <laughs> you know, growing up in South Africa, what makes, what makes the open special is It starts, you know, it's the same time zone. So it starts early on the weekend. It it starts at like 10 a.m. and it goes all the way through like 8 p.m. So I'm watching golf the whole day. Yeah, that's special. But then the Masters, I've got these memories um, going to school on Friday and feeling like I've got a hangover because I've watched golf till 3 in the morning. (laughs) Um, Time difference. So, so, I mean, it's so special. Yeah.
0: We we asked uh, Ian Poulter that question a couple of weeks ago, and he said he, he he had a hard time. But he said, "Well, I think the Masters because it's more it's more com- commercially viable afterwards." <laughs> <laughs> He's a smart man. <laughs> it's a very it was a perfect answer.
1: Hey Eric, you listed um, as playing out of Belleville uh, on the PGA Tour side. Um, Bellville Golf Course is very much like the
2: Masters in all those hills everywhere. I mean, you you've you've been prepared for this place. Well, I was born in Belleville. Um okay. I've played it, played it a few times. Um this place is li- hilly, Kyle. <laughs> it is hilly. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, my wife and I, we lived in Cape Town for a few years when I was playing um, the Sunshine Tour. So I played Balville. My grandparents used to live there. I um, played Belleville. He My da- granddad was a member at Gales Refere, um, Durbanville, Clavelli. I played everywhere. So yeah. Um, yeah, if, if Augusta is like Belleville, in that regard, the greens gonna, are just a whisker faster,
0: mostly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <back-ish. laughs> well, what what is, what, you know, the, the new schedule obviously is, has gotten rolled out this week, and yeah. it, it appears that that you are, I don't know if you're doing PGA Tour full-time, but you've certainly been playing more on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. With the European Tour kind of shut down, What what are your plans, like, going for the rest of the year? Are you going to try to play as much as you can? What does that look like for you?
2: yeah I'm currently um, I'll I'll play the first few up until the PGA with maybe a week in between a week or two in between with a break Um, look it's obviously interesting that there's so many questions going around um, what's going to happen to the world ranking if the PGA tour starts up and European tour or other tours around the world hasn't started up yet Um, I mean there's a million questions going in, in my head but if it, if it goes on the way that it's on the schedule right now, then then I'll start off at the Colonial and play my way through the PGA, and then I've got a few commitments in Europe at um, the Omega Masters in Switzerland, and um, I don't know. Hopefully things pan out the way it is. Things are obviously quite uncertain in European too at the moment, but we'll see.
1: Speaking of uncertain, during this pandemic time, uh, you're in Florida. Are you playing golf? You're working on your on the game. How are things going?
2: Well, um, I'm a member at Bears, and they shut down probably about a month or five weeks ago. Um, and all the other clubs only allow members, and I'm not a member anywhere else. So I haven't been able to play for the last month, which is okay. Um, I've got a setup in the house back, back behind me here. I don't know if you can see the net. Perfect. Uh, all right. It's somewhere there. But uh, I've got a net in the house with my track man set up. I see my coach. Put the phone on a tripod i see him three times a week and we talk a few things and that's how i'm staying busy and I've, I've got a gym in the garage so i'll be a bit more fitter when, uh, when the game gets back
0: mark are you going to do your your south african uh what what rhetoric whatever you want to do here i don't know what we're doing
1: yeah do we have to go to a break first or, or, or can we go on this
0: one i uh jacob is nodding yes okay let's hear from let's hear from our our partners real quick and then Uh, We'll come back and I'll look like an idiot for about five minutes. So that'll be fun. We'll talk to you in just a second.
3: those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do
0: this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay,
1: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Okay, we're back. Fi- fire some stuff off at me, Mark.
1: Righty-ho. Uh, we, we're going to indoctrinate Kyle Porter, Eric van Rooyen, and me for for just a few minutes and, and teach him some crucial, so some absolutely imperative to know South African words. I've dropped the first one already, Carl, and that's Bubbalas. Any idea what that means?
0: It sounds like a nickname for Bubba Watson. I don't even know what you said, but it's, <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. I, I Eric, don't know. Eric, you want to help him out there?
2: <laughs> Babalas is the Afrikaans word for a hangover the next day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you had going to school after watching the Masters all day. Well, like
2: yeah, my, my minus minus the gym, but um, absolutely <laughs> had a bit of a bubbleus going to school. All right, now if you have a bubble us, Carl, there's every likelihood
1: you had a kiff time before that. You know what kiff is? Kiff means
0: kiff time. Uh, God, this is this is embarrassing. <laughs> you drank a lot of wine with your friends. I don't know, Eric um no a kiff time is
2: just like a cool time um good it was a really it was a really great time You had a good barbecue <laughs> and it was really kiff
1: you yeah, know it's kiff to have eric on the podcast with us yeah. <laughs> or it's lecker it's lecker to have eric on the
2: podcast
1: <laughs> okay hit me with a couple more uh we i've got a few for you here um maybe at that little get together the braai you ate some biltong and then you packed putt course any
0: idea what putt course would mean Put, put course. Putt course put, sounds like the course. main, the main dish, like the the thing that you're eating.
2: That's Eric
0: help him. Put course.
2: Putt course is the food you take on the road when you're going on a trip. So you you pack a little lunchbox or and and you take your putt course with you.
0: <laughs> right. He has a word. Aina. Uh, this is this this is getting dicey now. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> Aina Aina is like an exclamation
2: when um let's say someone shanks it and it hits your ankle and you go aina
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when, when mark and i play i can use that a lot probably
1: <laughs> and if he shanked one and you said aina you would probably be hutful
0: <laughs> he would be, uh he said aina i would be uh, say it. i would be hotful. laughing i would be like like hysterical
1: Huful is one of the great words in the Afrikaans language. Uh, uh, the South Africans will get it. I th- Eric, you want to try and describe?
2: hotful uh, is one you' you're just full of it you're, 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 <laughs> you're, bad enough. You're, you're you've had a rough day. you're tired of it. you're full of it. you're hotful,
0: okay <laughs> what what is tell me about Afrikaans? like does everybody like what what's? Is that like the language you learned growing up? How, how, how does that work?
2: Yeah, so it's, it's, it's derived from, from the Dutch language. Um, so the Dutch came to South Africa a long, long time ago and um, kind of started from there. Obviously, it mixed in with a few other, other languages. Afrikaans was born. So if I go to the Netherlands, I can understand them pretty well.
0: Okay. A
1: lot of these words, though, Carl. If you get into a conversation between a few South Africans, you'll get English and Afrikaans yeah. and all this stuff mixed in into one go.
0: So yeah. here, here's my real indoctrination, Eric, into into South Africa. Is I had I had dinner at the uh, the Immelman House with with Mark and Trevor's uh, parents, and we're like, I mean, I had just gotten there. We're like five minutes into this dinner, and they are just going off on like the South African government and stuff and i'm like wow i, I
1: was quiet now
0: i am out of my world right now and i have nothing to add to this conversation <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right back back to the job Dan. i've got two more words for you okay this one kyle you have to know and i expect you to use this okay. before the day is out okay word is foot sec
0: foot <laughs> yeah foot sec is uh a celebration <laughs> Eric help. We're going to have a foot sack for my daughter's birthday today. I don't know.
2: You're not going to do that. Foot sack. Foot sack you can use in in a few ways. It's quite versatile, but but the original, <laughs> way, the original way to use foot sack is, is when a dog is pestering you and you use foot sack. Like go away, like get away from here. So <laughs>
0: so I might yeah. actually say that to my kids but in a different context. Exactly. <laughs> exactly
1: all right last one uh you've done very well so far skabanga
0: skabanga oh, yeah. i don't even eric know doesn't part. even know this one, know, right? this is made up this is fake
1: no okay well let me help you both then skabanga is like a bad guy you know he's a real skabanga eric you don't know this maybe it's an old-timer south african word
2: what do you was in cape tomlin <laughs> <laughs>
1: kyle and the boys on the first cut podcast called me the old man and they think i've just found the internet just the other day
0: so, so well that, that, that actually is true so on the back nine in mexico bryson and patrick reed were the Scabengas.
1: they were that's it, it. yeah it. okay and as far as eric was concerned they could foot sack
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> that's awesome well hey eric thanks for your time man i, I know um yeah, I, I, well, I was gonna say there's a lot going on, but there's actually not a lot there going on. <laughs> but we still, we still appreciate your time. At number forty-two in the world, headed to the Masters. Hopefully, hopefully we're all headed to the Masters in November. Exactly. Uh, to get a big tournament in. So best of luck the rest of the year, and uh, thanks for your time today. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers.